Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Better Call Saul, Season 3, Episode 3, it's called Sunk Costs, full spoilers for the episode as always. It says a lot about this show that right from the get, because the opening scene ends up being, I think there's still a metaphor there, but it ends up being more of a foreshadowing for events later on in the episode. Yeah. But it says something that as soon as I saw a, sh- a shoe hanging on a, a dangling sort of line, like a power line or whatever it was, all I could think was, right, what's the metaphor here? There's well, a shoe. And, and well, see, see, I was looking at this differently because I know there's a, there's, I don't know how true it is, but there's a common idea that these shoes hanging from wires uh, symbolises places of drug meets. Oh, right, okay. That's that's well, a, a common well, thing. Well, no, actually, I did, I assumed it was... It was so specific, and then the truck that was passing by seemed to stop there. Although I think it was just stopping for other, obviously other reasons that we see. And obviously, if you remember from last season, we saw the whole process. Yeah. But as soon as I saw, I was like, okay, maybe this is a sign. This is to show that some, this is the location for something, whatever. Uh, but it was also like, like a fork in the road. There was like two roads. I was like, okay, right, so there's, there's a shoe dropping as there's a fork in the road. And I'm trying to <laughs> think, yeah. right, so the other shoe is dropping as someone's making a pat choice in their life. And there, there is choices that are made in this episode, absolutely. But I just, I like it shows just how good this show is with uh, putting layers of meanings into things that I was sitting there trying to like, d- d- just deconstruct what this opening scene meant without actually getting to the scene that actually said, no, it's this. It's, there's actual, there's a practical thing for it that's going to be explained later. Just... I also like that it wasn't the only bit of foreshadowing in the episode. Go on. Uh, did, did you notice when we cut to, you know, when Mike's in the, the hospital clinic thing? Oh, yeah, the wheelchair. The wheelchair, but also with the bell as well. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. He's yeah. at the bell over the door, and then it cuts between the two. Uh, no, no, that's, like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, very nice, very nice. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, that's nice. That's good. Uh, so that's obviously... D- d- I mean, I always say this, but it deals with the fallout of the last episode, obviously. And, but it, uh, it was a big thing with the last one, though, cause, because yeah. Saul got caught. He came in, and it was like, okay, what, what, how does this go forward? What are the, the, the following events? And it becomes clear that he gets arrested... Goes to goes to the jailhouse. He's like, "Oh, you get your your sort of meeting with the judge tomorrow, but you're going to spend spend the night." We got some scenes with the you know his old lawyer buddy, and I use the term buddy kind of loosely. Yeah, uh, we've seen since you know that, that season one, and we kind of get that, and we we get him claiming that he's going to represent himself. Kim comes in, and she she tries to butt into it. Uh, and I, I thought honestly, when he gets out and he goes he goes back to the office and he goes up to see Kim, I actually really like this scene. Mm. Because I like that Saul, for as sketchy as he is, and he knows his faults, he knows, and we talked about this a lot in season, the season two reviews, that he, he kind of realised who he was, and he wasn't, he knew who he was, so he wasn't going to betray everyone else by pretending he wasn't him, and so yeah. on. But what I liked about this scene is I actually thought it, there was some nobility in him saying, you know what, I'll do this myself because you have all this in your plate. You, I mean, we see it. We see a montage of her sleeping at her office and then going towards to the gym to get a shower and then coming back for her clients. Like that's how tied up she is right now in terms of her work. She she is yeah. full plate. And him saying no, you're not doing this. I'm not dragging you down. You are up to your neck in this stuff. Uh, I won't have it. You're not doing it. Uh, there was some nobility there. Like I feel like this is the weird thing is I feel like Saul or Jimmy, if you want to call him Jimmy, is being really genuine. At least yeah. with her, 
in almost every way, and it feels like he's been really honest about it. Whereas every single word that comes out of Chuck's mouth, it's a sleazy goddamn lie. Yeah, it's so much like even it's not just with her that he's being genuine. I think he's being genuine, probably at least in this episode, all, all the time. Oh, I, I think he's genuine, oh, unless he's trying to like scam his way into an airbase or yeah, yeah, he's things like much that. Always genuine. But yeah, but like I say, Chuck, it's it's when Chuck's meeting with the 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 other lawyer. Oh, and he's he's playing it up, and he's oh he's he's got a good heart. It's like Chuck, you're a slimy. It's like, what do you want? Oh. What are you, what so are you getting at? Well, this was the thing, is because obviously it was very interesting at the end of that scene because he says to the lawyer, oh, uh, maybe there's another solution that would benefit everyone. And it, what, what stuck out to me about that is that it was very similar to what to what Saul said when he was talking to the lawyer on the bench. Yeah. He was saying, oh, maybe we can find something that everyone benefits from. It was a very similar sort of line. Mm. And I'm like, okay, this is an interesting development because you assumed that he wanted to go through all this because he went to all this effort. You know, what else does he want? You know, because if, he, if he's not getting what he's... The obvious thing is, he, he's, he's got something else in mind that he wants. You, know, like, you can see the exact moment where he was like, she's not on the right level. Because obviously, <laughs> he, he asks her, what's her plan? Because he wants to know that, you know, let's get this this my way. Yeah. And it's it's when she says, um, you know, he's going to push for a misdemeanor, but I'm going to hold him at the felony. And he, he, he just has this look and he's like, that's not what I want. Nah, yeah, and he, 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 we don't get to see him convince her to do the other thing, but we don't really need to. I think I think with Chuck, we understand him enough, we've seen him play enough, we know he can manipulate people around him, we know he can do all this. The idea that he, in a conversation, convinces her this is a better option, does not, especially since we already know he's a great lawyer as well. Like, he's the reason why he's so well respected. And yeah, she is going to actually take his opinion under consideration, because he does know what he's talking about. Which, which finally enough, is, is odd, because it's almost hypocritical of her. Uh, given something she just said, because she just said, I won't take it on easy on him because he's a lawyer. Like, you won't get special treatment. Yeah, if you were with another, like, uh, like you know, witness someone who was for a prosecution like this, you wouldn't then take their advice as to completely how to change how you're handling the case. Like, you wouldn't, if it, if it was me that was sitting there and was going to be a witness for, for her, she wouldn't then take my advice when I'd say, no, don't, fair, don't, don't take this to court, don't get that thing knocked down, we'll do it this way. To be fair, I think it's a little bit different because it's not just that he's the witness, he's the one prosecuting, he's the one pressing the charges. So it's kind of like, this oh, is cool. what I want out of this, rather than just jail. I don't want him punished that way. So it kind of makes sense. I don't know. I, uh, it's, it still feels slimy in his part. It's oh, it's the, definitely slimy. Every, everything about I'm, it feels, I'm not disputing that. feels underhanded. Everything about it. He's he's putting on this this facade and it's it's nothing but a lie. It's he wants his thing, which is why I felt kind of it was kind of sickening early on when J- Jimmy's waiting for the the police to show up and he's he's outside and he's smoking again because clearly he's, he's under some stress. Mm-hmm. And Chuck comes up behind him and just spouts this utter drivel about oh this is an opportunity I want to do this because it's best for you because you'll come out the other end a better man and all I can think this is a vendetta. This yeah. you you want vengeance on your brother. That's what this is, and and that's where it, it thematically links really nicely with the the Mike plot for me because obviously mm. he's going for vengeance as well. Yeah, he's going for vengeance, uh, but much kind of like the 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 sort of lawyer on lawyer scene. He, he kind of he's, he's offered an alternative to just straight up murder to just straight up this. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that in a wee second because Saul obviously he, he gets this offer this offer where 
yeah, it won't even go to court. Uh, you, nothing will even happen. Like you won't be tried for anything. You won't be prosecuted for anything. But of course, there's a catch. There's like a condition to this, and the condition is, is that he has to write a signed confession of everything he's done to the bar. So, and obviously, he'll get disbarred because they yes. don't like it when you're. <laughs> they don't like when their lawyers commit felonies. <laughs> Not surprising. I think that might be against the rules. Yeah, I mean, I think it's against the rules for everyone, but it's definitely <laughs> definitely it's something they frown upon. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Uh, yeah, so the, the, the final scene is like Kim coming out, and it's a very nice scene because it homages the fir- first the first time we ever saw them in season one. The very first episode it was them standing side by side smoking together. This was the yeah the exact in, same in thing the, in the parking lot. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Uh, exact same thing. Very very nice homage to that, and it worked really well because this scene itself was them. It's certainly her, but ultimately both of them working like deciding they're going to work together and fight together. Do you know, I, I like that just visually about the way that that mirrored that uh, that first shot of them. Mm. In that first shot, the, the, it's in, you know, parking lot. It was underground, I think. Uh, it was dark. Yeah, it was so in the So the shadows, wall behind them yeah. was dark, but they were the ones that lit. Whereas here, the wall behind them was all brightly mm. lit because it was the, the, the see-through glass. And they were just stood. As opposed to the not see-through glass. You can have not see-through glass. It was frosty glass. It's less see-through than most glass. Yeah, yeah, but you can have completely unsee-through glass. <laughs> sure, it's just it's a weird thing. You would specify when you can't see through it, not when you can <laughs> see through it. Sure, yeah, I I accept that point. You you don't say like you wouldn't go. That's an edible sandwich. You would specify when it's not edible because it's a sandwich. I think it depends who who if if, if who had made it. I go. Oh. That's an edible sandwich. Uh, I'll leave the rest. <sighs> my point has been made my point has been made I'll allow it uh, so that, that was my, if, anything, if I have any complaints is that this cut to the credit really quickly after they said we're going to fight this or actually yeah. exactly was when he shoved that up Chuck's ass was yeah. the exact line I feel bad for, for Kim here because obviously this is where the episode title comes from you know uh, the fallacy of uh, lost causes it's like she's already so, so much time into this it's like there's this emotional attachment now it's like this might not actually be worth it if she considered it from scratch but yeah do you know the thing is as well is this is the great thing about this show is that we, we know things have to go bad because we know where he ends up he's got a different name look there has to be a path we travel down here uh, and I'm all actually just to go back out of the speculation train I, al- I almost wonder if whatever happens he somehow through a technicality, gets away and gets out of it, but Kim goes under, and it's like a source of guilt. Like it's, mm, like that'd be rough. Like you know, the, the whatever loopholes they use, uh, not in this case necessarily, but like down the line, she somehow not necessarily through his fault because I do believe he doesn't want to drag her down. I believe that he really cares for her and he really doesn't want to. I can see it being at some point she tries to do something of one of his methods mm, and she'll out of an act of desperation to help him. Because she's shit at it. Because to be yeah. fair, they set that up last season. She liked the con job, like that one night where they, they conned yeah. the, the other couple yeah. and she really enjoyed herself. Yeah, I can see that sort of happening and then, and it just it goes wrong for her. Yeah, yeah. And may, maybe it's this ultimate source of guilt. Maybe that's what will make her finally really hate him is that, is that he's dragged her down to his level. Mm. And, and that's even more guilt for him but uh, but no we, we often talk about how it, it, it has to go bad because we know where we end up but the part of me was during this scene part of me was just thinking you know what Jimmy just take it let her do the law practice you can 
do something else. You just you work for her. Be her assistant. Fire Francesca, and you you work for her. So get get me a painter. You know, he enjoys <laughs> nah. painting. Do you know how many comments we've had from a professional painter that has criticised the painting that has been on this episode? I know, I know. To, but... to, to the point where he's accusing Vince Gilligan of having some kind of agenda <laughs> against the painting community. Well, if he, could, if he dropped law and did this full time, he could learn to do it properly. <laughs> he could learn his craft. <laughs> exactly. Oh, dear. I... But, yeah, it's just it was that thing. Just, just, just do it. Would it be so bad if you weren't a lawyer? Like, let her be a lawyer, let her be good at it. You can either work for her or do something else. Because I almost just want them to be happy because they actually do genuinely make each other happy. Yeah. When he's not screwing up because he's away being sleazy Saul and whatnot. Pretty much. Which I'm is a lot of the time. But when he's not doing that, they are genuine and they are good for each other. We've seen the chemistry. We've seen how they, they actually help each other and support each other and can be that, that, that solid foundation for one another. Yeah. It's... And it is, it's just so tragic, isn't it? This, it is, this that's what it feels like. It's a tragedy. We know it has to end badly, but the whole time we're hoping no. And that's the same of a good, a well-told one, because I think if it was any poorer, if it was, you know, if we didn't have that attachment, I think the whole time we'd go, what's the point? We know how it ends. Yeah, you can, it just feels hollow. Yeah, but we're not saying that. We're saying, oh, no, it's just, I know it can't. It's, it's, it's like people who sometimes say they'll watch a movie and they'll hope for a different outcome, even though they've seen it before. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's that kind of feeling, and that's kind of what mm. I get from this. Uh, but dear, that, that's that's where we are. Obviously, there's some. We obviously we had the montage of him going into the, the jail cell and uh, lots of stuff like that. Uh, it was all nicely shot, of course, throughout as it tends to be. Yeah. So over over to Mike. Indeed, Mike and uh, Gus. Uh, we start where we ended. Although I did like the the opening shot. It kind of like it went into it from a different shot. Like it did this shot where mm. it went across the the lanes in the road and then tilted up to him picking up the the phone. Yeah. And we had them there. We we should mention actually. We should mention actually. We, we glossed over Francesca last week because uh, I didn't recognize her from Breaking Bad. No, neither did I. It's and been a while. It was very quickly afterwards where you sent me a clip and I was like, oh shit, it's her. And this is going to sound bad. <laughs> this is going to sound really bad. But see when she appeared in, in Saul last week, I was like, oh, uh, he had a secretary in, in Breaking Bad. I wonder if we'll see her. And I, I dismissed that it could be her. And I feel bad for this. I, I feel really bad. I want to just emphasize that before I say this. But I, I, remem- I remember his assistant being bigger. Yeah. And so I, I dismissed... So, in a way, you could say, I'm, no, she's actually not that big. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> But I feel a little bit bad because that's that was my thought, and she's not. Because I seen a clip. From, I watched the clip from Breaking Bad, and she's she wasn't. Right. Okay. I was gonna say maybe maybe she was bigger at that time. Huh. You sent me the clip. Yeah, but that was a week ago. Okay, sure. But she wasn't. Like <laughs> it's just my memory playing tricks on me. Yeah. But uh, no, nah, that, that, that that's that's cool. Uh, we also didn't mention Victor last week. We see him again in this episode. Uh, he's just no lines, but he's there. Sort of establishing yeah. he's there. That was that was Gussie's bodyguard from uh, Breaking Bad. If your if your memory is failing you, or you've not seen Breaking Bad, and we clearly said last week, if you've not seen Breaking Bad, you're failing at life. Go do it. So we have Gus, we have Mike, and we have. I this... do like that it was Gus on the phone himself. Oh yeah, because I think by this point he knows to respect Mike. Like it's yeah. like he's almost earned that respect to the point where okay, I'm not behind shadows. And I also like that Mike gives almost no reaction to it being the guy who was in the restaurant, like yeah, you know working like, there. Of course it was. Yeah, he shows up in his black leather jacket. Like he's full evil. He's uh, a yeah. Heisinger, and like it's fine. Uh, 
but so they have what is, is essentially like an old school western kind of standoff without guns, just with words. But it's out in the road and it feels yeah. very on the horizon. All the people stood around. Yeah, well, two of them, but yeah. Well, you know. And it's like, right, it's not in my interest that you kill Hector Salamanca, which is kind of funny given how things end with those two. He did. He did say yet. He did say yet, but it's funny how it's kind, kind of yeah, you know, flippy <laughs> how it ends up. But and makes like, and he's almost a bit let it go. He's like, okay, right. All this tailing ends, all this follow me ends, so on and so forth. And he goes, like, that's fine, but you're done with uh, Hector. And he's like, mm, okay. And he's like, wait a minute. And he sort of puts to it, he's like, so you're his competition. That's why you, because he, he mentions, it, oh, if you still want to steal from his trucks. In fact, probably the highlight of that scene was when Gus brings up the innocent civilian to get killed after the robbery. It's just, mm. just complete happenstance. We've seen that last season. And it was this like sort of innocent person getting killed and, you can see sort of Mike getting a little bit colder here because he's like, oh, he wasn't in the game. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, I mean, it has to get colder because we know he's like full on working for Gus and Breaking Bad and he's he's willing to go after people. We know he gets a bit colder uh, from yeah. the, when he started in this show. Uh, not that he's never ever been a warm, cheery guy, but <laughs> he definitely uh, wasn't willing to do not, that. It's not like he's speaking that much. Yeah. Uh, but he puts it and it's like, okay. And so we end the scene with him saying, you know what, I'm not done with him. And... We get the. I think it's kind of obvious from the scene, but we get the sense that he's willing to mess with Hector's business as revenge, and it, it, obviously Gus. And this is how their relationship's going to build, obviously, and how yeah. they come to trust each other a bit more. But so we see we see Gus go to this this clinic in Mexico, uh, where the chair and the bell were, and you know there's this doctor's obviously kind of like the vet uh, north of the border who can get things for people and get some some drugs. And we see him when he arrives at this crossroads, and we see the sign and all the rest of it. It's like, oh, it's the same place. Uh, although, I want to point out a really nice thing. So obviously, the scene at the start of the episode is set in the future because it's uh, the shoes are old uh, and they, they fall off because the the, the 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 shoelaces eventually just kind of snap, right? And yeah. the dust there. It's clearly in the future, and it's also the future because it's a a Los Palos check uh, truck that's going yes. past, presumably with the same sort of stuff that it's smuggling. The, the the usual truck with ice cream does, which and again we saw this whole sequence of events last year how this all happens them dropping off putting their guns under the rocks and stuff so they can mm-hmm. go through the border control. Right, so it's always set in the future. I want to put at the start of this scene when Mike arrived here. I looked at the sign, the stop sign that was in Spanish. And I went, that's not no the same sign. Holes, There's it? no bullet holes there yet, and I'm like, ah, mm. that scene's in the future. Yeah. Okay, very good, very good. Yeah. I did the same. Yeah, very, very, very good, very smart. But uh, so yeah, he's what I loved. So he gets the shoes out, he puts the the drugs in, and I immediately kind of got what he was going to do. He was going to like try and get the drugs on the truck, so they went through yeah. border control. But so we get a, a couple of scenes, and it's all, all still shots of him, tr- and it's all big wide shots of like you see him throwing the shoes up and the line at the top that he's trying to get them over, and. It doesn't cut away, and it, it, it misses. I was like, "Oh, I appreciate the miss." It would have been I, such I, a. I thought the same. I was like, I, "I don't buy even even him. I don't buy he gets it in one go." Yeah, it's, it'd be such a movie thing for him to just do it in one go. Yeah, we had that with the pizza. <laughs> that wasn't intentional, which is why that's impressive. That one, <laughs> yeah, I know. and why, and that's why you believe it. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there was there was a thing actually. Uh, the the house, like, because the exteriors for the house. 
Yeah, it's just someone's house. It's just someone's house. People keep throwing pizzas at it. And people kept throwing pizzas so they could take photographs of pizzas on the house yeah, and they had, yeah. to get, they had to come out and look, tell them to stop. That was really funny. Yeah. But So you saw it, and it, again, it's an all right shot, but it's a cool shot. It's like an up high shot looking down at him. And then the third shot, and then I was like, man, surely, the, surely when it actually lands, they have to cut to it landing so they could have done it. Like, they could have done it hundreds of times until it landed. Mm. And it, it wasn't, he was still in the shot, to be fair to them. They actually got a shot of him in shot, throwing it up and then it landed on the line. But what I did notice, though, is that shot was the shortest, meaning that it was the easiest to redo over and over. Because all the other ones, because the first one, and I was like, he can't hit this in the same shot. Because he was sort of like, you know, revving up a couple of times. Yeah. And I was like, this would have taken ages to film if they did this, like, tons of times. Mm. But the last one where he finally hits it, it was a very quick shot. So, I, you know, I assume there was, like, takes and takes and takes of that you would assume so uh mate kept his game face on so that's good yeah. but yeah uh but this was another good example of mate having a plan and well I, I got the whole drug thing like the, he starts firing the gunshots off right and it's one of these things when he, he fires the first one you're like okay why did he do that and then he fires a second one and it's before the characters start talking about it where you get oh he's making the gunshots sound like a normal occurrence so that when he shoots the shoe, they won't go, wait a minute, there's been a gunshot, and stop, and investigate. Yeah. It, it, but it, kind of like the tracker uh, last week, or the last two weeks, where you sort of, you don't quite get what he's doing at first, but then it, it you get it. It comes yeah. it comes together before the characters get it, or maybe the same time the characters get it, but either way, it makes you feel involved in what's happening. But it also yeah. makes you this weird third part of the discussion, because you're not the victim of the plan, but you're kind of figuring it out along with them. So it yeah. it's like a triangle. Mike knows what he's doing. He's in and everything. Victims don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. But you get to watch it and go, Haha, this is what's happening to you. Mm. It's very clever. You're screwed. Uh, so obviously the guys get arrested at uh, Border Control. Uh, therefore, opening up the lanes for uh, the Los Polos delivery service across the border. One would assume so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it, that still feels like it's a bit too easy. To just swoop in. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. But, I'm sure this is just the first kink in what is going to be a long line yeah. of... Well, I mean, second kink, because you already did rob the truck. So, number two. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure that'll maybe be what makes plot becomes over the, the, the rest of the seasons, maybe, is like the takedown of Hector to help Gus. Kind of, that'll be a big part of his plot, I imagine. Mm, yeah. Which is interesting. So, but no... Uh, obviously it was an all solid episode I, had, I mean if, I, if I'm right I'm not going to rank them but if I'm comparing it to the last two like sure I think the last one was probably the best of the season so far but it's not like this is a weak one by any means it's yeah, just... yeah. this is technically the weakest of the three I think but that isn't really saying much about the overall quality That that's, that's very unfair on it to say that yeah it's not it's very consistent as it was last season as it was in season one uh, and certainly it's on par with season two so far because I think we we agreed unanimously I mean it's, admittedly unanimously is not that much of a word when it's only two of us but we agreed unanimously that season two was better than season one yes you know, it, we it, it, unanimously as the the whole of the internet have have decreed that that is true uh, I think obviously season three by the end we might feel the same way but of course we're a few episodes in I think at the very least we're holding steady Oh yeah, and so, that's a it's a very high bar to hold steady at. So absolutely, even if it doesn't go, go, oh, this is better, and if it stays the same, that's still more than enough. 
Yeah, direction on point, acting's on point. So I noticed this. I've noticed it before, but I really noticed it when it cut between like three of them. These crazy shots from like different angles that it does, mm. where it was in the the truck, and then it cut to outside on the wing mirror, and then down on like one of the bottom wheels, and it just like cut between them all to give this really weird sense of, not quite sense of direction, but it just it, it throws you off a little bit because it's these odd angles that you're looking at everything mm. from. Uh. I always say this, but I, I commend the uh, the the quiet moments, the build, like the suspense of just like you open on the tire in the desert and you you wait for something to happen, and it's confident enough to let make you wait for something to happen for like five seconds, ten seconds, whatever it is. Yeah, there's plenty of time where I feel like I'm just staring at some clouds in the sky, waiting, and but not in a bad way. And not in a bad way. No, you you kind of riveted. You're waiting for the moment. You're waiting for yeah. the. It's like a horror movie where you're waiting for the jump scare, almost, kind Pretty of thing. Much. But in yeah. a shot where... and ha- Having that level of sort of suspense in simple moments is very effective, and it, it works really well. So, there you go. That's episode three of Better Call Salt. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Helps us out a lot. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. Individual Twitters are on the screen. And that's us, guys. So, thanks for watching. And we will see you next time. Have you got any vanilla? Which they did in this episode because they had an ice cream truck.